Welcome back to Sense and Spirituality. My name is Sheila McGregor, and today I want to explore with you Jesus' unique relationship with women. But first, I want to thank you for joining me in this space every Wednesday. I love spending this time with you and hope you will give me some anonymous feedback so that I know what topics you would like me to address in future. To that end, I would like to invite you to fill in the brief survey that accompanies this podcast. There is a separate place where you can include your email address to be entered into a contest to win a $25 gift card from Creation Bookstore in London or Fanfare Books in Stratford or Indigo. Be assured that your answers are confidential. I will only receive the results of the survey, not who said what. Thank you for your feedback. Now for today's topic, Jesus, the best thing that ever happened to women. Happy is he whose children are males, and woe to him whose children are females. Many women much witchcraft. Although there are some notable examples of highly respected women in the Hebrew scriptures, the above quotations represent the predominant thinking before Jesus came along. I would like to think that things have changed considerably today, but sadly there are still many places in the world where women continue to be openly despised even here in the West, where women's lot in life is considerably improved and where we enjoy many freedoms. Yet there are still instances of inequality between the sexes. The other day, for example, I was speaking with someone who recently ran for an important public office. This person recounted how, while out campaigning, many people would say, well, we like you, but we don't like the leader of your party. The leader was a woman. When asked why they did not like the leader, nearly 98% of the responses were, well, I just don't like her face, or I just don't like the way she looks. Nothing about policy or performance. Well, this is the kind of baseless and trivial criticism that many female leaders contend with every day. Unfortunately, these attitudes have permeated the church for centuries and still find expression in the more conservative denominations of the faith. This is surprising, given that Jesus himself was something of a revolutionary when it came to his dealings with women. As New Testament scholar Leonard Swidler notes, Jesus often used women in his stories and sayings, which was highly unusual among rabbis of his day. The images he used were always positive, in stark contrast to many of his predecessors. His images of women were often exalted in nature, at times being associated with the reign of heaven. In Jesus' teaching, he often made a point of telling two very similar stories using two images, 
one a woman and one a man. He wanted people to understand that unlike previous rabbis, his message was intended for women and men equally, indeed for everyone. According to the Talmud, included in daily prayers that were recited by all good, faithful Jewish men were these words, Praised be God that he has not created me a Gentile. Praised be God that he has not created me a woman. Praised be God that he has not created me an ignorant man. In Jesus' day, women were restricted in public prayers. At the temple, they were confined to the women's court, and in synagogues, they were required to worship from behind a screen, separated from their fathers, brothers, husbands, and sons. They were not allowed to read aloud or to take any leading function in worship services. Girls were not permitted to go to school, and they were not taught the scriptures as their brothers were. They were not allowed to bear public witness or to testify in a court of law. They could not divorce their husbands, although men could easily divorce their wives. Women could not speak in public or eat with men, other than their husbands. They were considered to be ritually unclean during their monthly period and after childbirth. In these and many other ways, women were discriminated against in first century Palestine and in the Greco-Roman world generally. The Greeks and Romans, unlike the Jews, even practiced female infanticide. This is why it is so interesting that at all key points in the gospel narratives, death, burial, and resurrection, the tradition goes back to women because they were the only followers there at the time. One famous biblical scholar has even suggested that Priscilla is the author of the New Testament letter to the Hebrews. Certainly there is strong evidence to indicate that Jesus taught women the scriptures and that he had numerous women disciples. For example, when Mary of Bethany sat at Jesus' feet, that was just another way of saying that she learned the scriptures from him. As I've said, Jesus had many women disciples, some who, like Martha of Bethany and Mary of Magdala, even headed up early house churches. Jesus' unconventional treatment of an attitude towards women was striking. As Janice Nanali Cox writes, Jesus broke the mold, touching the unclean, healing the crippled, teaching the curious, speaking to, forgiving, and loving the unsung and unknown women of Judaism. Indeed, as Hannah Wolf argues, Jesus was the only fully integrated man, meaning that he brought to maturity the masculine and feminine attitudes found in any human being. As New Testament scholar Elizabeth Moltmann Vendel writes, this does not mean that he was any less the Son of God, but rather that something new was happening with Jesus, something which 
opened up new patterns of behavior, even as it opened up new and emancipating attitudes towards the poor, the oppressed, the sick, the foreigner, and the sinner. Even in the genuinely Pauline letters, we find new attitudes and new respect for women. But in the later pseudo-letters attributed to Paul and other authors in the New Testament, the Bible returns to a view of women more consistent with older understandings of women as being their husband's personal property, deeply flawed and destined to be burdened forever by the so-called sin of Eve. Without Jesus, the scriptures, which found their final form many decades after him, take on the worldview of a predominantly patriarchal culture. While it is true that we have come a long way from the culture of the first century, and that women, at least in the West, have seen many positive gains since, we still have a long way to go to fulfill the teachings of Jesus. And this, whether we are talking about women, people of color, those who are economically or otherwise oppressed, and the LGBTQ. But as we continue to tell the stories of Jesus, our words will have a liberating influence on others as well, not just women, whom Jesus loved and treated with great respect and dignity. That's it for today, friends. Next week, I hope to conclude our series on who is Jesus and why should we care. In the meantime, please don't forget to fill in the anonymous survey for your chance to win a $25 gift certificate to one of our favorite bookstores. See you next Wednesday. <music>